Chapter Fourteen of It's Like This Cat. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. It's Like This Cat, by Emily Cheney Neville. Chapter Fourteen, Expedition by Ferry. As we ride through Brooklyn, the wind belts us around from both sides and right in the teeth. But the sun's beginning to break through, and it's easy riding, no hills. This part of Brooklyn is mostly rows of houses joined together, or low apartment buildings, with little patches of lawn in front of them. There's lots of trees along the streets. It doesn't look anything like Manhattan, but not anything like the country either. It's just Brooklyn. All of a sudden, we're circling a golf course. What do you know, right at New York City? Ever play golf? The wind snatches the words out of my mouth and carries them back to Mary. I see her mouth shaping like a no, but no sound comes my way. I drop back beside her and say, I'll show you some time. My pop's got a set of clubs I used a couple of times. Probably I better carry the clubs and you play. I can play tennis, though. We pass the golf course and head down into a sort of main street. Anyway, there's lots of banks and dime stores and traffic. Mary leads the way. We make a couple of turns and zigzags, and then go under the parkway, and there's the ferry. It's taken us most of an hour to get from Mary's house. I'm hoping the ferry isn't too expensive, so I'll have plenty of money for a good lunch. But while I'm mooning, Mary has wheeled her bike right up and paid her own fare. Well, I guess that's one of the things I like about her. She's independent. Still, I'm going to buy lunch. The ferry is terrific. I'm going to come ride ferries every day it's windy. The boat doesn't roll any, but we stand right up in front and the wind blows clouds of spray into our faces. You can pretend you're on a full-rigged schooner running before a hurricane, but you look down at that choppy gray water and you know you'd be done if you got blown overboard, even if it is just an old ferry boat in New York Harbor. The ferry ride is fast, only about 15 minutes. We ride off in Stanton Island and start thinking where to go. I know what's first with me. I ask Mary, What do you like, hamburgers or sandwiches? Both. I mean either, she says. The first place we see is a delicatessen, which is about my favorite kind of place to eat anyway. I order hot pastrami, and Mary says she's never had one, but she'll try the same. Where could we go on Stanton Island? I say. I never was here before. About the only place I've been is the zoo. I've been there lots of times. The vet let me watch her operate on a snake once. This is a pretty surprising thing for a girl to tell you in the middle of a mouthful of hot pastrami. The pastrami is great, and they put it on a roll with a lot of olives and onions and relish. Mary likes it, too. Is the vet a woman? Aren't you scared of snakes? Uh-uh. I never was, really. But when you're watching an operation, you get so interested you don't think about it being icky or scary. The vet is a woman. She's been there quite a while. I digest this along with the rest of my sandwich. Then we both have a piece of apple pie. You can tell from the way the crust looks, brown and a little uneven, that they make it right here. So shall we go to the zoo? Mary asks. Okay. I get up and get her coat and mine. When I turn around, I see she's up by the cashier, getting ready to pay her check. Hey, I'm buying lunch, I say, steaming up with the other check. Oh, that's all right, she smiles. I've got it. I don't care if she's got it. I want to pay it. I suppose it's a silly thing to get sore about, but it sort of annoys me. Anyway, 
How do you maneuver around to do something for a girl when she doesn't even know you want to? The man in the deli gives us directions to get to the zoo, which isn't far. It's a low brick building in a nice park. In the lobby, there are some fish tanks. Then there's a wing for birds on one side, animals on the other, and snakes straight ahead. We go for the snakes. Mary really seems to like them. She says, The vet here likes them, and I guess she got me interested. You know, they don't really understand how a snake moves. Mechanically, I mean. She's trying to find out. We look at them all, little ones and big ones, and then we go watch the birds. The keeper is just feeding them. The parrot shouts at him, and the pelican and the eagles gobble up their fish and raw meat. But the vulture sits there on his perch looking bored. Probably needs a desert and a dying legionnaire to whet his appetite. In the animal wing, a strange-looking dame is down at the end, talking to a sleepy tiger. "'Come on, darling, just a little roar. Couldn't you give me just a soft one today?' She's cooing at him. The tiger blinks and looks away. The lady notices us standing there and says, "'He's my baby. I've been coming to see him for fourteen years. Some days he roars for me beautifully.' She has a short conversation with the lion, then moves along with us toward the small cats, a puma and a jaguar. She looks in the next cage, which is empty, and shakes her head mournfully. "'I had the sweetest little leopard. He died last week. Would you believe it? The zoo never let me know he was sick. I could have come and helped take care of him. I might have saved his life.' She goes on talking, sometimes to herself, sometimes to the puma, and we cross over to look at two otters chasing each other up an underwater tunnel. "'What is she? Some kind of nut?' Mary says. "'Does she think this is her private zoo?' I shrug. I suppose she's a little off, but so's my Aunt Kate, the one who gave me Cat. They just happen to like cats better than people. Kate thinks all the stray cats in the world are her children, and I guess this one feels the same way about big cats here. We mosey around a little bit more and then head back to the ferry. I make good and sure I'm ahead, and I get to the ticket office and buy two tickets. Would you care to ride across the harbor in my yacht? I say. Why, of course. I'd be delighted, says Mary. A small thing, but it makes me feel good. Over in Brooklyn, I see a clock on a bank, and it says five o'clock. I do some fast calculating and say, uh-oh, I better phone. I'll never make it home by dinner time. I phone and get Pop. He's home early from work. Just my luck. I got to get this bike back to this kid in Coney, I tell him. Then I'll be right home, about seven. What do you mean this bike and this kid? Who? Anyway, I thought you were already at Coney Island. I suppose lawyers just get in the habit of asking questions. I start explaining. Well, it was awfully cold over in Coney, and we thought we'd go over to Stanton Island on the ferry and go to the zoo. So we just got back to Brooklyn, and I'm downtown, and I got to take the bike back. So who's we? You got a rat in your pocket? I can distract Mom, but not Pop. Well, actually, it's a girl named Mary. It's her brother's bike. He's away in college. All I can hear now is Pop at the other end of the line laughing its head off. So what's so funny about that? Nothing, he says, nothing. Only now I can see what all that shouting was about at breakfast. Oh, okay. Now mind you get that girl as well as the bicycle of her brother who goes to college. Home safe, here. I'll tell your mother you narrowly escaped drowning and she'll probably save you a bone for dinner, okay? Okay, bye. Him and his jokes, ha ha ha. Funny, though, him worrying about me getting Mary home safe, when her own mother doesn't worry any. We start along toward her house, slowly, as there's a good deal of traffic now. 
I'm wondering how to see Mary again without having to ask for her phone number and phoning and making a date. Something about telephoning I don't like. Besides, I'd probably go out to a payphone so the family wouldn't listen, and that'd make me feel stupid to begin with. Just then we start rounding the golf course, and I whack the handle of the bar of my bike and say, Hey, that's it! What's it? Golf! Let's play golf! Not now, I don't mean. Next holiday. We've got election day coming up. I'll borrow Pop's clubs and take the subway and meet you here. How about ten o'clock? Huh? Mary looks startled. Well, I suppose I could try. Or anyway, I could walk around. It's easy. I'll show you. The two times I played, I only hit the ball decently about four or five times. But the times I did hit it, it seemed easy. We get to Mary's house, and I put the bikes away and give her back her brother's jacket. I guess I'll go right along. It's getting late. See you election day. Okay, bye. Say, thanks for the ferry ride. End of chapter 14